Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listen to me. Because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis? What is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. 50 years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote, you got it? But the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day, and we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself, with a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubbed us good on one side and kicked us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude, to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I close. Excuse me. I think I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar that has continued to promise but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them. Look to God. Look to yourself. Break your covenant with hell and death and make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be freed can be freed by this. 
the Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show. Um, here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Uh, the week has soldiered on, the time has passed, and we'll find ourselves maybe in a worse position than we were last week. But either way, we can talk about it. We can discuss it, and um, we can agree, and we can agree to disagree at each and every step. 929-477-2867 is the number that uh, I can be reached. And let me warn you, I don't want to hear any whataboutisms. I want you to be um, on topic, at least on topic. If that's possible. So, just some of the tidbits that um, we got going on as far as politics. Orrin Hatch, Orrin Hatch, you know, that Mormon. That um, Negroes aren't equal to us Mormon that has been in the Senate for forever really came up with some some serious serious revisionist history. You see, these are the types of situations I refer to when I say. Democrats remain silent. Democrats simply don't push back. Orrin Hatch, <laughs> and I wasn't shocked because um, this is a kind of um, hypocrisy that they hold dear, dear on the other side. And it's a short clip, and I just want to play this short clip for you because it's about 44 I seconds long. really compliment the Democrats uh, who have stood up and are willing to stand up for Judge Kavanaugh because they realize that uh, we can't keep going down this partisan, picky, stupid, dumbass role that, uh, that has happened around here for so long. I'm sick and tired of it, to be honest with you. I'm tired of the partisanship, and uh, frankly, uh, we didn't treat them, uh, their, their uh, candidates uh, for these positions, uh, the way they're treating ours. And I would like to see us uh, hopefully break through and change that attitude with regard to Judge Kavanaugh's uh, confirmation. Gall, 
So holding back Merritt Garland's nomination and not even giving him a hearing because you control the Senate is not partisan. Filibustering prominent um, judges for the federal court for the last eight years is not partisan. And Democrats didn't remain silent. You see, they brag more than Democrats, and they complain more than Democrats. They stoke their base far more than Democrats. The Democrats seem to have this complacent, let's remain silent, and let them frame the narrative, let them do the work that they do. But I'm not... I'm not saying, hey, let's just give it up. I'm saying at this point and at this time, progressive forces like Move On and Progressive Caucus, they should all be beating the drum and simply saying, we will hold our vote away from every Democrat who votes for this Kavanaugh guy. Now, it's not enough that they brought him up from the Federalist Society. They're also bringing him in and he's not fully vetted. They're blocking the release of the the um, information when he was in the Bush administration overseeing or ruling on torture. And at every step of the way, you have Democrats who are willing to cross the aisle because they're up for election. I say, Blanche Lincoln them, allow them to lose. Stay away from the ballot and allow these Democrats to lose their jobs and then go for the next go around because that's where we are. We have too many Dinos, too many Wall Street Democrats, too many cowards that sit in the ranks and call themselves Democrats. And it it absolutely makes no sense to me. But that's where we are and that's what we get. What Republicans have successfully done was infiltrate the Democratic ranks with Trojan horses like Claire McCaskill, Donnelly from Indiana, Heidi Heitkamp, all of Joe Manchin. They all need to go. Go on and become lobbyists, which is the path that they're on. Search your common sense. Please just try to use common sense because I guarantee you if Merrick Garland, if not Merrick Garland, if Kavanaugh is confirmed and becomes a Supreme Court justice, there will never be, and not in my lifetime, not in your generations, and two or three generations down the line, will there ever be 
a progressive decision coming from the Supreme Court. And rather than the Democrats getting out in front of this and framing this as an activist judge creating law rather than ruling on the validity of the law, Democrats won't get out in front. Democrats won't question the ties between the Trump administration, the Kennedy retirement, Kennedy's son lending Donald Trump millions of dollars over the years, over a 10-year span. I believe it's close to $2 billion. And hopefully I'm not getting billion mixed with million, but I believe it's $2 billion. Kennedy's son is in very murky water of money laundering, of wire fraud in the RICO Act. And this seems to be what the protection is. And this seems to be something that should be investigated. Deutsche Bank should have been sanctioned to never do business with any U.S. company, any U.S. uh, military uh, contractors. They should have been sanctioned for their admitted money laundering, drug money laundering, and Russian mob money laundering. Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia's not important. Russia's not at the spearhead of this. Russia doesn't matter. Now, try to shift that the other way. And I guarantee you the things that are being done now, if they were Democrats, the conspiracy theories would be flying on Fox News stations. The conspiracy theories should be stoking the base of the Republican Party. But no, not Democrats. Not Democrats. They sit silently by and watch the carnage. They don't want to shake the market while the market is being shaken by the perpetrators of this fraud, of this canard. Don't take my word for it. Do your research and somebody, somebody, please look this up. Please fact check me. Do whatever the hell it takes. But get the word out there. Get the message out there. Our problem, one of our biggest problems, has always been the miseducation, the pure and simple miseducation. The miseducation of the masses. The miseducation of especially the black masses. 
And I think last week I mentioned an article, uh, a video that I saw about um, a man with circles. And this is kind of a long clip, but I, and I won't play it all. I just want to play the enough so you can get the gist of how important the mind hacking is. You are being hacked. You are you are being mentally hacked by conservative think tanks who are playing the long game when Democrats play no game at all. They are simply wandering around with their palms face to the sky with a stupid look on their face. And they're waiting for each and every occurrence before they begin to yell and scream in a very, very disingenuous way. I I seem to remember certain things that I was told growing up. And when you're young and you're growing up, um, you seem to look upon these people before I knew anything about white supremacy, before I knew anything about who tells the tale, who teaches the history. I want you to hear this. Despite what you might be thinking, these two circles are not equal. I repeat, these two circles are not equal. One is, in fact, larger than the other. What I need you to do is determine which one that is. So, please raise your hand if you believe the blue circle is larger than the red. All right. Please raise your hand if you believe the red circle is larger than the blue. All right, very good. Now, before I said anything about these two circles, what was your first instinct? Equal, right? Because they look equal. And the reason why they look equal is because, in fact, they are equal. These two circles are identical. Yet I got just about every one of you to raise your hand and say that they're not. So what do we learn? That you can be manipulated like that to believe in something that goes against your natural instincts. Just, just imagine, just imagine as a child you're taught that the blue circle is larger than the red. If you say it enough times, you convince yourself that's the truth. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. And if enough people are taught that lie, that the blue circle is larger than the red, well now it becomes part of the culture. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, well now it becomes tradition. And what we have to remember is that just because we have a tradition doesn't mean it's morally acceptable. Tradition and morality are not always the same. I mean, can you think of any traditions that we once had in the United States of America that we no longer have? That today we think back and that was immoral. Slavery, right? Less than 200 years ago. And that was a tradition. So the traditions we have today doesn't necessarily mean they're morally acceptable. And as we evolve as a culture, so do our traditions. Now, the matrix is a story. It's a story when told enough times to enough people it becomes part of that culture. It becomes the tradition. And this story is being told over and over every day. In fact, if you believe the image on the carton is where you're getting your milk from, you're deceiving yourself. This is a fantasy. It only exists in your head. It's a blue pill fed to you by the industry to get you to buy their product. 
This is the matrix, the lie we tell ourselves about where our food is coming from. The reality is far more disturbing. 90 to 95% of the milk, the meat, and the eggs that we consume in the United States are coming from these conditions. In fact, every year in the United States, 10 billion, right, 10 billion are being slaughtered for food. So what that works out to be is that every second in the United States, 300 animals are killed, just like that. So 300, 600, 900, 1,200. By the time I'm done talking today, there'll be over a million animals that have been slaughtered. And most of us don't even blink an eye. I mean, how is it possible that in the United States of America, we can kill, we can slaughter 300 animals every second and not question that because of the story we've been told. The story justifies the action. If you say it enough times, you actually convince yourself that's the truth. How many of you were taught as a child you need to eat meat to get protein? I know I was. How many of you were taught you need to drink cow's milk to get strong bones? Not dog milk. Not chimpanzee milk. Not elephant milk. Not rhino milk. Not hippo milk. Not tiger milk. Not lion milk. Not giraffe milk. Not elephant milk. Did I say that already? I think you get the point. Not even our own mother's milk. But we need to drink cow's milk to get strong bones. The absurdity of drinking the milk from any other species and any other being besides our own mother when it's said enough times, loses its absurdness. Now, the first thing we've been taught is that our diet is natural. You know, we eat meat, dairy, and eggs, so therefore it must be natural. So, let's find out. Now, you have two images on the wall. I want you to tell me all the thoughts that come to mind when you see the image on the left. And don't be afraid to scream out. What do you see? Fresh, yum, sweet. Right? If I come into the room with a basket of strawberries, how many of your mouth starts to salivate? Your mouth starts to water? If I take a strawberry and I put it under your nose, what do you smell? If I take a knife and I slice that strawberry in half and put that under your nose, now what do you smell? Notice how all the sensations remain the same. You see a strawberry and it looks like a strawberry. You smell a strawberry and it smells like a strawberry. And you take a bite out of a strawberry and surprise, surprise, it tastes like a strawberry. Exactly, it's a strawberry. But what thoughts come to mind when you see the image on the right? Cute. You know, when I go to a classroom, you'll get half the kids who say, oh, cute. Animal, pig, Wilbur, babe. So half the class will see an animal, and the other half of the class will see bacon, sausage, ham, pig's feet, pork, and hot dog. They'll see a food. It's one or the other. You're either seeing an animal or you're seeing food. Now, what would happen if I took one of the pigs living, brought him into the room right here, and put him, put him right in front of you? Does that change it? Now what do we see? And, I mean, what would we think if one of, one of us got up and started chewing on the pig? Not very normal. Um, if I come into the room with a pig, Okay. I think the, the point has been made. We are simply slaves to the suggestion. We are at the mercy of the teachers. And if the teachers are corrupted, if the teachers are willfully misinforming us, we become a misinformed people. The biggest example of this is, of course, the one hope, the one last straw that slaves reach for because that was the only thing left was the Bible of their oppressor. And over the years, over the centuries, we have incorporated 
the oppressor's Bible into our way of life. We are simple victims. Regardless of what you may believe, regardless of what you may think, regardless of your, I would call it holier-than-thou approach, you are a misinformed, miseducated, rube, a victim. So, I simply say, the re-education of the old and the generations has to be understood, realized, and the effort to educate the youth must take precedent, especially, especially in our community. Because at no place and at no time have they been truthful in what this country is or what this country teaches. And I can honestly say the level of disbelief has become so permanent. that you can't say without any equivocation that uh, you have the proper information, you have the honest information. And that's one question I can't answer. That's a question that has to be answered by each and every one of you. Where are we headed? Where are we headed? We can't wake up as black people if we are filled up with lies. If we've already been mind hacked to believe what they say, to believe what we've been told to march in order. Stay in line to say that that's natural and that's unnatural, that's believable and that's not believable. Too many examples, too many instances. of our miseducation are right out front. And oh yeah, this is this is something I came across I'll say long time ago. And it's just been sitting here. And I I pulled the clip up and I said, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll play that in in my program one of these days. And I guess this is the day. 
I was wondering about our yesterdays and digging through the rubble. And to say the least, somebody went to a hell of a lot of trouble to make sure that when we looked things up, we wouldn't fare too well. And we would come up with totally unreliable pictures of ourselves. But I compiled what few facts I could, I mean, such as they are, to see if we could find out a little bit of something. And this is what I got so far. First, white folks discovered Africa. They claimed it fair and square. Cecil Rhodes couldn't have been robbing nobody because, hell, there wasn't nobody there. The white folks brought all the civilization because there wasn't none around. How could the folks be civilized when wasn't nobody writing nothing down? And just to prove all of their suspicions, well, didn't take too long. They found out that there were whole tribes of people in plain sight running around with no clothes on. That's right. The men, the women, the young and the old righteous folks covered their eyes. And no time was spent considering the environment. Hell no, this just wasn't civilized. And another piece of information they had, or at least this is what we were taught, is that unlike the civilized people of Europe, these tribal units actually fought. And yes, there were some crude implements, and yes, there was primitive art, and yes, they were masters of hunting and fishing, and courtesy came from the heart. And yes, there was love and medicine, religion, intertribal communication by drum, but no paper, no pencils, no other utensils, and hell, these folks never even heard of a gun. And this is why the colonies came, to stabilize the land because the dark continent had copper and gold and the discoverers had themselves a plan. They would discover all the places with promise. You didn't need no titles and deeds. Then they would appoint people to make everything legal to sanction the trickery and greed. And back in the jungle when the natives got restless, they would call it guerrilla attack. And they would never describe that the folks finally got wise and decided that they would fight back. And still we are victims of word games. Semantics is always a bitch. Places once referred to as underdeveloped are now called mineral rich. And the game goes on eternally. Unity kept just beyond reach. Egypt and Libya used to be in Africa. They've now been moved to the Middle East. There are examples galore, I assure you. But if interpreting were left up to me, I'd be sure every time folks knew this version wasn't mine, which is why it is called his story. which is why it is called His Story. It's not our story. It's not the truth. That's the, the late, great Gil Scott Heron of I'm a great successor and don't know how to handle it fame, but he had some um, hell of a songs. Hell of a song, including B-Movie, which I love. B-Movie. Because that seems to be so relevant right now. That was the early 70s, late 60s masterpiece from Gil Scott Heron. But um, that goes to what we are told and what we are taught and what we have been told and what we've been taught. You see... It's not about a lost people. It's about a people who have been mind hacked. And instead of hacked, I'd like to use another term, um, mind effed. 
but um, we are dignified Negroes, and I won't use that term, okay? Just, you know, just as a side, just as a side note, I try to hold the language to a level of civility, I guess, that only I have. I seem to be losing oxygen rapidly. <laughs> nine two five two nine two is not the number. Nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven is the number to call in if you just got something to say. If you agree with me, okay. If you disagree with me, okay. Let your voice be heard. Stand up. Talk about it. Don't leave me to wander. No matter what, know your values. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare a Show is where we deal with the difficult, real, raw, right now. The I Declare a Show. Real, raw, right now, talk media. I Declare it. The I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I declare it's real, raw, and right now. The I Declare Show with India Declare. right street life the only life I know street life (laughs) there's nowhere else I can go (laughs) love that song by the Crusaders Uh, I'm trying to think of which year but what does it really matter the years seem to run into one another nowadays I'm 65, and 
well on my way to becoming 66. Do I feel old? Not really. Do I look old? Hey, I clean up well. Let me put it like that. But the one thing I do understand and I can understand is that um, there has to be an answer. There, there must be a better way. The narrative must change. We have fallen victim to a long game of think tanks, of subversion. Russia is not a problem, but Russia is taking over. They got their nose under the tent. They got their foot in the door, and they are pushing. And there are people in government who are helping this along while the other side sits quietly and won't scream traitors at the top of their lungs to the party of the Kremlin. The NRA just bought a million dollars, millions of dollars in ads to push for the confirmation of Kavanaugh. Why? Why do you think that is? Because they know he is an ally. They know that he is the linchpin of not five to four, six to three decisions that will be rendered under the Supreme Court. As people run around angry, then they want to take to the streets as Democrats remain silent. There needs to be not a blue wave, there needs to be a progressive wave. Just as I'm pissed off about the political environment now, I'm even more pissed off because of the enablers that are among us, the so-called patriots so-called Americans who simply can't get their heads around either you are for America or you're for Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. I've heard people say, forget about all this Russia stuff. You can forget about Russia if you want. The next thing you know, the mind hack the the indoctrination will be complete. The installation will be complete. No blue wave in November. No more democracy in November. It will have come and it will have gone. Did you see the story of the Trump administration despite a judge's order? Oh, he was a black judge, as a matter of fact. 
So to hell with this black judge's order. Let's deport these people who are in hearings to determine their asylum. Let's deport them back to, what was it, El Salvador, Venezuela, whatever. They put them on a plane, even though they were supposed to appear in court at, within a week. They put them on a plane to send them back. So when the court date came around, they could say, oh, they've left already. This is the insidiousness. This is the swamp that is full of reptiles, that is full of dirt, that is full of corruption. One thing that came over the information highway that caught my eye was Representative Tom MacArthur. He's a congressman from the state of New Jersey. And MacArthur's, oh, <coughs> MacArthur's amendment resurrected the dead Trump care bill. And this is a constituent of his because he had to go to hold a town meeting. And this is literally what he got. Check. Hi. I'm Jeff. I'm a constituent. I'm from Pine Beach. In March, you told us that you, you practically broke your arm, patting yourself on the back for not voting in January to just eliminate the ACA. You told us that that was because you didn't think that health care could be solved in a couple of months. It's too complicated. It took you three weeks. Three weeks to go from it's too complicated and it can't be done quickly to I've got a huge pile of excrement here that is a horrible mess of a bill that 17% of the population wanted, that the CBO said was going to kick 24 million people off of health insurance. Three weeks, Congressman. Three weeks, Tommy boy. That's all it took for you to go from I'm not going to do it that quickly to I've got a yes vote in my pocket and I'm going to use it. They took that vote off the bill because they knew that it wasn't going to pass. I thought, thank God. Thank God. We're not going to have to do that. A couple of days, and a couple of more days, and then suddenly we got the MacArthur Amendment. Congratulations. You're in history now. You're in the national spotlight. And that's one thing I want to talk about, the national spotlight. You keep talking about all the constituents that you have to adhere to. And over in this county, they believe one thing. And over in this county, they believe another thing. And you're trying to thread that needle. Well, you haven't threaded it at all. Everyone that is going to be losing from this, you have not addressed. You have not addressed it properly. You have not addressed it fully. You have ignored us. I have called your office incessantly, and I get people who don't know what's going on. I don't get any return phone calls. If I ever fax or email, I get a form letter 
that informs me about what I contacted you about and why you can't do anything about it because it's still in committee. You look forward to taking my opinions into consideration. You have not taken my opinions into consideration. Too complicated. It's not going to get done in months. Three weeks. I don't what's understand. Your, what's your question? Oh, we haven't even begun. I'm not done with you yet. I got the mic, and I'm not going anywhere. Turn off the power. I got a very loud voice. This ain't over yet. My wife was diagnosed with cancer when she was 40 years old. She beat it, but every day, every day, she lives with it. She thinks about it. Every pain, every new something going on somewhere, is it coming back? Is this cancer? Do I have it again? Is it going to kill me this time? Is it going to take me away from my children? Speaking of which, my children both have pre-existing conditions from birth. One cardiac, one thyroid. You have been the single greatest threat to my family in the entire world. You are the reason I stay up at night. You are the reason that I can't sleep. What happens if I lose my job? I'm very fortunate, sir. I have a really good job, and I have really good health insurance, and we can all be, have peace of mind. But now my wife, who every day is wondering if she's going to get cancer, is it happening now? Well, it didn't happen now, but what about now? Now also has to contend with, what if my husband loses his job? If I lose my job, we can't afford COBRA. We can't afford to get private insurance. We get it from my employer. If I lose it, it's gone. If I lose my job on a Monday, if I'm lucky enough to find a job on a Tuesday, which never happens, they will not have insurance ready for me. I will not be eligible for three to six months. If I lapse my coverage within 63 days, suddenly... I'm in a high-risk pool. My pre-existing conditions, which I don't give a shit about, come after me. Come after me, I don't care. But you came after my... You came after my wife. You came after my kids. I have sympathy for your mother. I have sympathy for your daughter. But you did not learn the lessons they were trying to teach you. Because this is what you did to us. In this district, you do not listen, but your actions affect the entire country. There is no one in this country that your actions are not going to affect. So everyone's voice is important. And when 17% of the population said, don't do it, you did it. This man is correct when he said that you brought it back from death. Ryan said it's dead. Trump said it's dead. And you said, nope, I got a better idea. That dressing down goes on for about 12 minutes. And I didn't want it all. I just wanted the, 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 the taste of it. Because this was a constituent who realized that he cast a vote for this man. 
and now his family is at risk. This is the, what do they call them? What kind of voter is it that they call them? Um, He's basically not able to pick up the pieces from his stupidity. He wants to nullify his vote. And I'll simply say that it's a example, a clear example of people who vote against their best interests, like the farmers and the tariffs. And did you see the story where the Chinese say they may never buy any more soybeans from the United States. Why? Because they found someone else who grows soybeans. How is that going to shock the market? You know, there is there is one thing I've come to understand. And... I'm not in full agreement with, but I understand how radicalization occurs, how our government has radicalized so many people of the Middle East, so many people of a different faith, the deaths of innocent women and children for war and for people who have an agenda other than their stated agenda. Troubling, at the very least. At the very least. It's troubling. Don't take my word for it. Just pay attention. And the one thing that I am utterly, utterly afraid of is that the blue wave occurs and then a Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi decides to cave. The Democrats decide to cave, that they want to look forward and not backwards, and they ignore all of the hate and all of the bigotry coming from this White House, and they declare we want the country to move forward as if Donald Trump is leading us in a direction. If Kavanaugh is confirmed, nothing, nothing should go forward. Nothing should be approved. Shut down the government, you damn right. And if they couch it right, if they set the table correctly, 
they will couch it in the scandal that will be Deutsche Bank and Kennedy's son and the billions loaned to the Trump administration and the exposure Kennedy's son had to money laundry for the reason of his retirement. The reason for his retirement can be connected to the willingness of Trump and the Justice Department to seek retribution against his son. The long game brings long knives. The backstabbers gather and to a point, at a point where you can't trust these damn people. You never could. You never should. I saw um, saw a video, and you know how you scroll down and you see a video and it's covered? Well, I uncovered this video, and it was the Israeli army, and they were dogpiling on on a um, Palestinian, and the woman ran up to say, stop it, no, no, no. They treated her like she was... um, just another terrorist. They pushed her and they knocked her down and was kicking her. And then the other people were so appalled that they came to the woman's defense and a melee broke out. So with the unarmed Palestinians and the armed, um, armored, gun-toting, billy club-toting, Israelis, yes, who got to beat down? That's right. The women, the children, the elderly men, they all were beat down. And um, the Israeli ambassador to Denmark objected to this with the release of this video. I wonder why. I wonder why he didn't want the world to see the last of the apartheid nations and the brutality. And I wonder why we continue to give them up to $4 billion in military aid annually. And we can't find the money here. We somehow lose and miss the money. The money trail. Somehow we don't have a, a voice. People speak ill of the potential, the candidate of New York's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez when she gave 
a great response to a CNN host slash right-wing water carrier because he had the gall, the nerve to ask her this specious question. And she responded the way Bernie Sanders should have responded two years ago. And I do mean two years ago. This was Bernie's missed opportunity. Man, do you want to spend a lot of my tax money on these proposals that you and Bernie and others have? Medicare for all, college tuition, maybe even housing, uh, that the Green New Deal that you have, it is all very expensive, especially on the single payer side, Mm -hmm. and that it gives people sticker shock, Mm -hmm. even in Bernie's home state. They got sticker shock. They couldn't get it done Mm -hmm. in his state because Mm -hmm. of how expensive it is. And that was an 11 percent increase in taxes, 9 to 11 percent. Even that was too much for people. How do you pay? How do you sell it? So, first of all, the thing that we need to realize is people talk about the sticker shock of Medicare for all. They do not talk about the sticker shock of our of the cost of our existing system. You know, in a Koch brothers funded uh, you know study, if any study is going to try to be a little bit slanted, it would be one funded by the Koch brothers. It shows that Medicare for all is actually much more is is actually much cheaper than the current system that we pay right now. And let's not forget that the reason that the Supreme Court upheld the Affordable Care Act is because they ruled that. Each of these monthly payments that everyday Americans make is a tax. And so while it may not seem like we pay that tax on April 15th, we pay it every single month or we do pay a tax season if we don't buy, uh, you know, these plans off of the exchange. So we're paying for this system. We Americans have the sticker shock of health care as it is. And what we're also not talking about is why aren't we incorporating the cost of all the funeral expenses of those who die because they can't afford access to health care? That is part of the cost of our system. Why don't we talk about the cost of reduced productivity because of people who need to go on disability, because of people who are not able to participate in our economy, because they they have ac- because they're having issues like diabetes or or they don't have access to the health care that they need. I think at the end of the day, we see that this is not a pipe dream. Every other developed nation in the world does this. Why can't America? And that is the question that we need to ask. We have done these things before. We write unlimited blank checks for war. We write a two trillion. We just wrote a two trillion dollar check for that tax cut, the GOP tax cut. And nobody asked those folks, how are they going to pay for it? So my question is, why is it that our pockets are only empty when it comes to education and health care for our kids. Why are our pockets only empty when we talk about 100% renewable energy that is going to save this planet and allow our children to thrive? We only have empty pockets when it comes to the morally right things to do. But when it comes to uh, tax cuts for billionaires and when it comes to unlimited war, we seem to be able to, be, to, to invent that, num- that money very easily. And to me, it belies a lack of moral priorities that people have right now, especially the Republican Party. Bernie? Hello, Bernie? That's the response Bernie should have given when they questioned him of how he's going to pay for it. How do you pay for it? How do you pay or vote for $717 billion in military funding increase? But we don't have enough money for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. We don't have enough money to feed hungry children. 
We don't have enough money for chips. We don't have enough money for what they call entitlement, which is not entitlement, which is an insurance program. We've allowed the word entitlement to run rampant. We've allowed the word entitlement to simply be the norm. We've allowed the word entitlement and allowed them to frame this narrative as if, as if the level of the democratic malfeasance is stunning. It's just shocking. It it takes it harkens back to a to a level of and this is willful ignorance. They know but they're afraid to speak up. And that interview that Ocasio Cortez gave to Como on CNN drew immediate fire from the right. That was too spot on. That was too on point. And they came like the flying monkeys going after Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow in the forest. You know, the scene from Wizard of Oz where she's standing in the window as the monkeys fly by the window and she's going, fly, fly, fly. And that music is going on. That's how they came after her and her statement. They wanted to immediately knock that down because... That's what they do. Their pushback is immediate. It's in mass, and it's forceful and effective, extremely effective. And instead of Democrats echoing that same message, they leave someone like this candidate, and that's all she is right now is an unelected candidate. And believe me, they're pouring millions in to defeat her because she is a threat to their norm. She's a threat to their rule. They can suggest it, but unless we stand up and oppose it, unless we speak the truth more than once, they will win. If we can't see that They stoke their base daily. They stoke their base constantly. They have state-run radio and TV, which is Fox-fed. We will have lost. We will perish. Progressives have no clue. They have an agenda. They have a platform. But they're only part of the Democratic Party. Now, I must say that um, there are too many of us who want to say, well, Democrats don't do this and Democrats don't want to do that. 
And I heard someone, someone told me once, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the Republicans. Why not? All, you, all he found fault with was what Democrats are doing and how they're doing it. What they're doing and how they are doing it. He was literally giving them a pass. But Nancy Pelosi is weak. Chuck Schumer is weak. Those are givens. We know this. We are trying to change this. But if you believe that somehow someone will emerge from the Green Party and raise the Green Party up, and somehow the Green Party will be a progressive party, you're wrong. The Green Party's brand has been sullied by the Russian connection and Jill Stein's, by, I won't murder his first name, Ajumu, Ajumu, Baraka. He's a little reluctant. He doesn't want to talk about his wagon being hitched to Jill Stein's and her wagon being hitched to the Kremlin and the Russian. Desperate people seek funding wherever they can find it. Whoever's willing to give the money is good. Just ask the NRA. Wayne Lafayette stepped down. The NRA is drowning in Russian rubles. I think it will come out that the NRA funneled foreign money into our political system. But will the Democrats have the testicular fortitude to snatch away their 501c3 or whatever the hell it is that gives them tax exemption for their political practices. They, the NRA is in violation of what is it, the Logan Act or the one of, one of those acts, and I don't believe it's the Logan Act, I think it's a different act of foreign money filtered into our politics, somehow funding our politics, because that's what the NRA has allowed. That's what the NRA is about. The NRA gave $30 million to the Trump campaign, three times more than any contribution to a conservative campaign. Where did all this money come from? And I'll simply say this. Let me suggest that this money came from Russia, came from the Saudis, came from China. The door is wide open. They've taken advantage of our system. The scream in Vietnam used to be gooks in the wires. Now we have Russians and Saudis and Chinese in the wires. I don't believe that that is a question. I really don't. And and I say 
This is not a question. My brother Otis wants to know why is the focus not on how do we infuse the youth and progressives as leaders in the DNC? Pelosi and Schumer are done. They refuse to change. Joe Biden and Holder as 2020 fix? Hell no. <laughs> I can't say I disagree with that, but please, please, somebody answer my question. Will somebody please answer my question? And the fact that it's been years, years since I've asked this question and not him, and got no answer to it. Where the hell are you going? You either continue this fight to drag the Democrats further left. Or forget about it. Just forget about it. No, Janice, I didn't see Farwell's. Farwell Jr., I don't pay attention to a damn thing he says. For me, he is just another bigot. 929-477-2867. Let's see, I got one, two... There are three people on my board. Nobody's got a hand raised, so I don't think nobody wants to talk. You have to press one to let me know you're in the queue if you want to speak, if you want to say something. How many times must I remind you? How many times? Nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven. Oh, there's a hand up. Five uh seven five seven. Thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to TruthWorks Network. Seven five seven, are you there? I guess 757 is not there. 757, are you there? I hear some rumbling, but I hear nothing. Can you hear me now? I got you now. Is that you, Otis? Yes, that's me. I'm sorry. I tried to use my headphones, and they weren't working. Are you there? I guess that technology is a real bitch, right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Otis, how are you this week? I'm fine. I I picked up late, so I want to know, what was your question that nobody will answer? Where are you going? What do you mean, well? If people people aren't committed to dragging these Democrats to a progressive agenda and as far left as you can get them, where are you going? Well, Where, look, where's I, the... I thought I was on the right track. This is what I'm trying to ask you. I'm a skeptic. So even though I know what I believe, I listen to you, and I start digging for articles to give me some kind of information on who's going to drag them left. I don't understand how 
they're going to get pulled left. When I listen to people, I listen to three or four interviews from Tom Perez. Now, he's supposed to be in charge of what, the DCCC? Pretty much. He's in charge of the DNC. DNC? The Democratic National Right. Okay, I thought I thought he was running against uh, Ellison for the D Triple C or something like that. Anyway, well, well no. here's my thing. When I listen to him, I listen to him with a bunch of platitudes on three or four interviews, and he keeps on talking this stuff about we just got to win uh, the win back some seats. We're not worried about uh, the progressives. They ask him about AOC and all of that. These people that are financed by Hiram Sabin and all the rest of the money that flows into the DNC, they are not interested in relinquishing leadership. If argument, I'm saying if you cannot get rid of them, how in the world are you going to make a change to that party? These are the same people, from my point of view, Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi, they did nothing to really support their own president. Here's, here's I'm going to give you. I just I looked up some information. I don't want to take a lot of time, but I'm going to tell you what my conclusion is. I was on three or four threads just today. Early in the morning, some guy attacked me for telling me, oh, you're just saying we should give up. No. What I'm saying to you is if you expect those leaders to make a change, you are basically banging your head against a concrete wall. All of them, even the mess of floating ideas, and they, when they come out here and try to control the narrative by planning articles, Joe Biden is thinking about a run. What poll is going to make Joe Biden be the top candidate for 2020? If people know anything, Joe Biden was instrumental in helping to to uh, let Wall Street loose. He was also involved with, with uh, Clinton and when they did the crime bill. These are people that have wreaked havoc with their own, quote, liberal policies. They give nice names to bills, and then they do nothing when it comes to funding them and implementing them. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Nancy Pelosi. Harry Reid, when they had the the both both houses for about eighteen nineteen months, did you see them fill out a committee, force a vote, and put it on the record, trying to get anything done for the public? You know what they did? They shielded every one of the, and even floated articles all throughout the press, even floated articles that there's no more blue dog Democrats. And what happened as soon as the, the the Republicans took over? The Blue Dog Caucus had several articles written about them. Then all of a sudden, the sleeping dog is going to wake up. These people, and now they're upset because the Republicans are doing the very same thing to them. They won't allow them to bring any kind of bill out of committee. You see uh, Barry, Bernie Sanders talk about he's going to do something for prison reform and going to stop these private prisons. He knows doggone well Ryan is not going to let a single bill out of a committee. So he goes and gets in front of the mic and says what he's doing 
and people are all over Facebook talking about, yeah, we need Bernie. Bernie is only doing that mess because Bernie knows it ain't never going to make it out of committee. When people don't know how this stuff works, it's easy to dupe them. Uh, your theme tonight, I'm going to tell you something else, too. I like the, I like your theme because I see running through every one of your your things is controlling the narrative. I, for some reason, the majority of people on social media have very low comprehension skills, prose literacy. Every time they read a headline or a bunch of mumble-jumble, they take it as the gospel. Controlling the narrative, and, and Janice put up a, a, a Facebook post while you were talking, from 1955. Uh, and basically what it says, it was, it was from the Orlando Sentinel, Sentinel, and it was a female noted author, I believe, Zora Neale Hurston. Everybody knows who she is. For this reason... I regard the ruling of the U.S. Supreme Court as insulting rather than honoring my race. Since the days of the never-to-be-sufficiently-deployed Reconstruction, there has been the belief that there is no greater delight to Negroes than physical association with whites. The doctrine of the white mayor, M-A-R-E, mayor. Those familiar with the habits of the mules are aware that any mule, if not restrained, will automatically follow a white mayor. Dishonest mule traders made money out of this knowledge in the old days. We are quick to follow the narrative instead of digging for the truth. And I'm going to mute myself. Well, I'll let me say this, Otis. You are absolutely correct. Now, having said all of that and me having ingested that and agreeing with you wholeheartedly. Can you answer my question? Where are you going? Uh, well, where are you going to go? This is what I'm asking you. You can't go anywhere with the people that are controlling the party. Look how quickly they just reneged when, when, it, when it was convenient for them early on and they were talking about this blue wave on every uh, every Democratic channel, every liberal station, talking about the potential blue wave, then all of a sudden, the things have shifted, and now they're talking about, well, if we just barely win by getting at least the 23 to 25 swing, at least we'll have one, one uh, chamber of, of Congress. Now, here's what I'm saying to you. How in the world do you think a Nancy Pelosi is going to change her mind when asked about single pair? She just flat out told you it'll never be. It'll never be. She didn't hum and ho around and try to make any excuses. These people don't have in their mind to change from just what you brought up earlier in your program. They know that after this life, they can all be lobbyists or consultants and continue to make money. But as long as they can ride that stallion, they're going to ride. Otis, I agree with you again. I agree with you over and over again. Instead of answering my question with a question, where are you going? It's not where I'm going. I've already articulated that I want to continue to try to pull them 
to the left. You're saying it's impossible rather and, than answering my question. Where are you going? Here's what, here's what I'm saying to you. You keep posing the question, but you've not told me, and it's your belief, what do you suggest we do to pull them to the left? That, that is the, I can't give you an answer for something that I do not believe is possible. I believe there is such thing as the Democratic Party can go to the left. I don't think you want to hear what I'm telling you to get rid of them. I would rather get rid of every one of them there, let them lose and suffer through to 2020, rather than let them continue to control. They're in positions of power. They've made it plain that they don't want any progressives in charge of anything. They changed the rules to make sure Bernie doesn't do what he did the last time. So if he tries to run in 2020, he's definitely going to have to declare as a Democrat there's a rule change that's been made. They said Bernie proved proved them a flat-out lie, even though I think he was a sheep herder. He proved them a flat-out lie when they said they had to take corporate money, the switch that Clinton pulled. We got to take this corporate money to stay competitive. Bernie Sanders proves them a lie. If you got 40% okay. of this country, I'm, I'm going to try to give you an answer real quick in the next minute and a half. If you, Bernie, Bernie, the one saving grace I give him, even though I don't like the fact that he is solidly behind Israel, one thing he proved, and they didn't like this, and I say the, the six companies that control the, the media don't want to tell you the truth, but all of us, know, of us know it. One of the best things Bernie did is prove the lie that the only way to be competitive is to have corporate donations. His averages are, what, $26, $27? That wasn't just active Democrats doing it. Independents gave him money, too. They saw the, the possibility of changing the system. Now, I'm going to tell you, two of my most hated black people, and I'll say it on air because I've been fighting them on Twitter. Donna and Roly Poly, Mr. Ascot, I'm waiting to pan his show on September the 4th because they helped give power to the Republicans when they tried to sneak that question to Hillary. They basically put a scar on the, the whole profession of journalists and, and pundits and consultants, black people. They scarred them forever. Nobody wants to say it in public, but it was one of the most devastating things to black journalists when they tried to pass off that question. And and as a matter of fact, I'll be honest with you, no one will say this either, but I told him on Twitter in a DM, and I hinted to him on several tweets after that. One of the reasons he's no longer in News 1 is not just because they, quote, weren't making money. They were forced to get rid of him because the only person that it was narrowed down to that could have trusted Donna to hand that question off was Roly Poly. He outsmarted okay. himself. And I'm well, telling you, if, if we don't get rid of leadership, that's why I'm happy to see somebody actually going up against Nancy Pelosi because I don't care about how, what her seniority is when she's already declared we're not letting any progressives take over. That's basically what it translates to. We don't need that. And she's wrong. That's that's what she that's her position. And to a to a question that you asked about what Nancy Pelosi did when they had the supermajority. Nancy Pelosi passed three hundred bills 
out of the House that would have moved the middle class forward that were filibustered by Republicans because Harry Reid would not change the rules of the Senate. So my, 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 I have mixed feelings about Nancy Pelosi now, especially after she impeachment's not on the table at this point. And that's what troubles me about this leadership. What I'm simply saying is this, you will go nowhere as right now we are going nowhere. But it appears that the only opportunity is to climb up through this narrow hole and try to change the Democratic well, Party from you. within. And you want to know how? Yeah. How are you going to do it? You you want to know how? It's yeah. just as it's a matter of stoking the base. It's a, Have you noticed how... Oh. Nancy Pelosi has been demonized and vilified by the Republican Party. If you notice how the narrative is, Nancy Pelosi wants MS-13. Nancy Pelosi is for open borders. Nancy Pelosi is for raising your taxes. It's a repetitive over and over again. It's a repetitive over and over again narrative of misinformation. Brother Brother Alpha, I'm going to tell you this, and I think Janice alluded to it. We know Republicans are going to do what Republicans do. My question is, what's going to happen at the kitchen table of the Democrats? Democrats have to, because media already helped Trump get in, they're giving the Republicans all the airtime they need no matter what they're doing. That's a given. But I'm going to tell you this. Democrats will not stoke debate, keep hollering Russia, Russia, Russia. And part of the reason they won't is because of the intricate complexity of what went on with Trump campaign. Now, they already told you. You, you see the, the, the congressman that just uh, dropped out of the race because they caught him with the insider trading? He was actually... No, he didn't drop out. He, oh, yes, he did. He didn't drop out. He, 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 su- he suspended. He suspended his campaign. There's a difference no, between... Yeah. Sus- right, so this he suspended his campaign. He's well, going to uh, still yeah. run, I guarantee it. Well, hold on. He may not, and this is what I'm saying to you. He may not now because, and and when I talk about controlling narrative, first he wasn't. He said he wasn't going to do anything. Now that he's met with his legal team and he's found out how tough it is on what they got because they got family members and records and everything. So I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, he may go. And he also the part that the part that came out that that nobody talked about before. I knew Sessions was the first senator to side with Trump. I did not know he was the first setting congressman to side with Trump, which means he was in on the early part of Trump's campaign. So there's more to it than just the money laundering. Now, and I said it before, I keep telling people, it will not surprise me from my experience in the last, for the last 50 years, it will not surprise me if when the cards fall, anywhere between six and nine Republicans will be caught up in this. That's one of the reasons that Mueller hasn't been able to, quote, wrap it up. Because when you talk about going down the rabbit hole, when it comes to money, even though 
what he did, what the congressman did, is not what was illegal. They don't have rules against them doing it. What got him in trouble is he passed the information on to family members. So they also profited off of the insider knowledge that he had. That is what took him. He was too smart for his own good. Had he been the only one to do the transactions, you could just say it was unethical. What made it illegal is his wife, his his daughter, the the, the in laws, all of them. It's like six or seven family members involved in it, anywhere from four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars worth of profit overnight from him running his well, house. And what got him in trouble was bragging at a fundraiser, and somebody turned him in. Well, it's five hundred and seventy-eight thousand in tax breaks, and you're right. They well, have one them. They, they got him by. They got him by the short hairs. He is the majority. He was the majority stockholder in this company who was doing this research. And also and was sitting on it, four, four other, four other medical boards, not just the one that came out in the indictment. He was actually sitting on the boards of three other medical companies. So I'm telling you. Oh. That's one of the reasons he suspended his campaign because he's got an idea of what they have on him. And here's the bad part. You know I, what I know. It ain't just what they're going to do to him. I agree with you. It's a family member. It's what Some of gonna, them have that's already right. been That's right. So I'm, I'm going to let you eventually, have back. <laughs> eventually he will give up the goose. He will choke up the bit. He will oh. drop out of this race because the Republicans will make him do it. That's well, exactly thank you. What I'm thank you for your call, Otis. And uh, I appreciate the I'm work a, you do, man. You, but look, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what you're going to do to get rid of these people squatting in high places. But I'm telling you, some of them are going to have to go, and we bite the bullet because the other thing is, you get to vote again for these congressmen in two years. The senators two, is the only one in two years. years. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Well, so the, the same thing goes for these senators. Losing Pelosi when I'm not, she's already I don't care about losing Pelosi. Well, I, don't I don't care about losing what Pelosi. I'm you is they're basically on, in, in uh, house arrest with, with electronic monitors on anyway, so they're useless. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Otis. Thank you. Thank you for your call, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Brother, all right. Brother Otis, is, uh, he's spot on. With what uh, has to be done and what needs to be done, um, I have um, what is called a nature call—a break for the good. Be back in a few. America, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, but the question is, how did it accumulate its wealth? This is a nation founded on genocide and built built on the backs of slaves. All right. Um, so so we started with a racial problem. We want we tried to el- actually eliminate one entire race, and then we used another race to build this country actually quite quickly as a new country into a world power. This country never would have had the wealth that it had had it not had slavery for a couple of hundred years. But I say to white people, look, you didn't do it. 
like we we didn't have nothing to do with slavery. Yeah, but because of slavery, when you immigrants came here, America was already built with the blood, the sweat of my ancestors. So you got what you got because your fathers gave us what they gave us. One mistake that's often made is showing how the South, the Confederacy, acquired their wealth off of the back of our ancestors. And even then, it's reduced to just a few slave owners who saw a real benefit. No. Chattel slavery of blacks benefited the South, but just as much it benefited the North and all of America and its many European immigrants. America's economic structure was propelled by its dominant export sold throughout the world, cotton. This one crop provided over half of all U.S. export earnings. And by 1840, 60% of the world's cotton was grown, picked, and labored over for free by our ancestors. These plantation owners were raking in money, accumulating great wealth, and never having to pay one dime to their laborers. But the North, the North was just as involved. The North developed a variety of businesses that provided services to the slave South, like textile factories, insurance companies, shippers, and cotton brokers. But it doesn't stop at the slave owner or the businesses that provided the services to the slave system. Banks, yes. Bankers on Wall Street made millions selling goods to the South. Along with giving loans and creating banks to finance Southern plantations. And much of the same wealth they still have today. Let me give you some examples. J.P. Morgan and Chase Bank admitted that between the years of 1831 to 1865, two of their predecessor banks, Citizens Bank and Canal Bank in Louisiana accepted 13,000 slaves as collateral on loans that slave masters defaulted. One of the more successful banking families that built much of their wealth on the slave trade was the Brown family, more commonly known as the Brown Brothers and Harriman Company, which is the oldest and largest private investment bank. The Brown brothers owned hundreds of slaves. This family dominated the cotton industry. They made a huge fortune by lending millions to southern planters and cotton brokers. Another portion of their wealth came by renting and the sales of slave ships they sold to slave merchants. They served as one of the most important sources of capital in foreign exchange in the U.S. economy. Wachovia Bank, recently acquired by Wells Fargo, also profited heavily off of this cruel system. Mayor Rothschild, a German banker and the founder of the Rothschild banking dynasty, which is believed to have become the wealthiest family in human history, made enormous gains by using our ancestors as collateral. The insurance industry also saw great benefits from slavery. Companies like AIG, Aetna, New York Life were the forerunners in this industry. 
But see, it's also very important to note that these same plantation owners and business owners would donate large sums of this wealth in order to train their children and the next generation on containing the wealth. For example, Harvard. Harvard was built due to large amounts of money given by Isaac Royal, a plantation owner in the Caribbean islands of Antigua, who made a massive fortune off of his many sugar plantations. Yale. Yale was able to build its famous library and establish its prestigious scholarship program. Princeton. By the mid-1700s, many of its students were sons of plantation owners. <laughs> Brown University. Named after the famous slave owner banker, the Brown Brothers. A large portion of this... Okay. That goes on for another four minutes or so, but uh, enough is enough. 929-477-2867. Uh, holding has been 646. 646, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for hey, calling. Hey, to Alpha, what's up? What's up, Alpha? It's Jay. Hey, what's up, Jay? How's, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. How are you doing? Just wonderful. How's my girl Janice? Where's she at? She been running up big mouth tonight? She's no, 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 Jay, no. Oh, bad. I posted um, I posted it late. I didn't know if I heard what her along with the dissertation. No, no, no. Janice hasn't been on. She's coming up right behind you. So, oh, well, put, uh, on the, put, on the, put on the phone, put on the phone down so I can say hello to her. She can say hello to her just like this. What what would you like to share with us? Nah, evening, I, I was just I was just calling to see if BJ had came on, and you know the the same old same old. The Democratic Party ain't gonna win nothing, man. They don't have no plans. So, they don't have okay, no so the Democratic Party. They don't have no Jay, plans, Jay, right? are you are you working for the Russians? Are you a are you anti-Democratic Party and pro-Republican? Are you anti-Are you anti-Democratic Party and pro-Republican? No, no, no. I'm not anti-Democratic Party. I just know a fraud organization when I see it. I know an organization that is in cahoots with the Republican Party. I know an organization I that agree. has no vision. I know an organization that has leadership like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and I the agree. rest of these workplace crackers. I agree. I know an organization well, that is never, never going to be How come I never hear you say a word? How come I never hear you say a bad word about the Republican Party? It's always the... What is there to say bad about the Republican Party when it's obvious that they got a piece of sugar on the iced tea, like, um, you know, flip overhead, orange, 45, whatever you want to call this fruit. Did you just see where he just called the great Amarosa a lowlife? You know, it really amazes me. And this is why the, I have the great, the great Amarosa. Oh, oh, yeah, listen. Listen, let me tell you this. And I stand by this. Whatever you say about Amarosa, let me tell you something. 
Most of these so-called Democrats and so-called Negro gatekeepers haven't done the majority of the good things for young people like Omarosa has. So nobody never wants to talk about all the good that Omarosa do. All they want to do is talk I've, about the I've heard nothing. That I've heard nothing that Omarosa almost, has done. I could tell you some of the good things that Omarosa well, has done. I could tell you. Then no, why, no, no, no. If you I can tell me, why, why, why is no. anybody else telling me? Why is because, anybody else telling no, me the because, good because, for the black community that I'm arresting Because most of these Negroes are embedded and enslaved to the Democratic Party. Let's give us some credit about the work that we did at Howard University. Let's give us some credit about how she helped young girls in California. Let's give her credit about the good that she has done. She didn't do nothing in the White House to hurt black people that wasn't already being done. What is wrong with y'all niggas? So, so, so. What did she do in the White House? Like she said, we have to bow down to the great ruler Donald Trump. What did she do do in the White House that hurt black people? Name me what she did. What she did. If you were part of the system, just like you could say to um, Steele, just like you could say a whole bunch of black people, Raynard Jackson, just like you could say a whole bunch of Negroes are part of the Republican Party. You got an embarrassment every time you turn around on the TV, Paris Denard. Come on, man, stop playing. Paris, I'm not going to say Paris Denard or none of those other House Negroes. What I am saying to you is she's I'm the one who said we have, to all, we have to all bow down to Donald Trump. Bow Nobody down has to bow down to Donald Trump. This is what she said. He just called this is what she said. Oh, come on, man. This is what she said. Just, you, didn't hear, you didn't hear what she said? You want to deny that she said this? I heard what she said. You were? I had no problem. I had no problem with what she said. I had no problem with what she said. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because most people are bowed down to him. Most people are allowing him to do his thing. Nobody's putting a stop to it. What is the fight back from Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of the Democrats what, really about? What, what do they do? What power do they have? What power do they have? They don't control either house. It ain't a matter. It ain't a matter of control. It, it, it ain't a matter of control. What the hell did the Republicans do when Obama was in office? Constant obstruction. Constant doing this, constantly doing that. And, Taking and the fact that the Democrats are constantly obstructed. Uh, I've been very critical about I've been very critical about their lack of obstruction. And what you're trying to do, you're trying to rewrite the history. And you're trying to rewrite history in your favor. In your favor. And you continue to do this over and over again. And you continue to run and ramble on regardless of the narrative, regardless of the truth. If you continue to do this, tell me something. When you continue to do things like, I have no problem with bowing down to Donald Trump, how is anything you say in a, in a perspective that we can trust or we can believe? Negroes didn't have no problem bowing down to Barack Hussein Obama. That's all Negroes did was bow down to him, and what did he give them? He ain't give them nothing. You ain't give them nothing. You got a situation.
situation now in this country, Otis, where black people are at the bottom of basically every socioeconomic position in this country. You don't let homosexuals, all the weekends, and others take over the African position in this country. Jay, you will argue, you want to argue givens. I am in agreement with what you're saying. I'm arguing what? Here, here. Oh, hey, hey, oh, we both accept those. Oh, we both, we Otis, both accept those. I need, Otis, I need my man Otis to call in and back me up. Oh, Listen, I'm gonna let you go. I want to hear BJ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself. Okay, all right. Otis just got off the phone, by the way. Okay, and now, um, now that. Uh, Jay has spoken his piece or his givens that uh, he's not wrong about, but uh, I never hear him criticizing these Republicans. 617, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Jay has just caused me to be a total meathead. And what I want to say is... Is that good? <laughs> That's basically how it's Damn. Sounds. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure as hell not going to be talking about Alma Rasa. Yeah, or, she's a great black savior. Or, or she's Raynard, done so much for black people. Or Michael. Yeah, Raynard, Raynard Jackson. Or whatever his yeah, name is. They, they've, they've done so much. <laughs> uh, uh, Paris, Paris Denard, don't leave Paris out. And don't leave that black preacher, you know, the, John the one Gray. who didn't have much of a ch- no, 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 the one who didn't have much of a ch- Burns, Pastor Burns, the one who was busted right out in CNN as they brought his lies forward. And don't leave out Daryl Scott, another black man who seems to be Trump afflicted. But I, I, I do think. I do think that your conversation with Otis raised a very important issue, and it needs to be sliced and diced, and that is the issue of that you always ask, where are we going to go? And Otis raised, if we go that way, wherever we go, what are we going to do? Okay, and... I, I think it's very important to get to those kinds of issues. First, let me say well, let me f- go here. that it, it's a given that the Trump Party and the GOP does not serve our interests. Then there is a given that wherever the Democrats do serve our interests, we are invisible in the solution. Then there is another given, and that is that there is no third party for which has enough juice to get us to the most important part, and that is emptying our Congress of the Trumpsters those who wish to make America great again. I am not going to, in 2018, 
have a conversation or a debate or an argument that should have occurred in 2014 that serves no interest of anybody for which I hold the priority. So we have to get to the solution that if we are able to eliminate our largest, most deepening problem areas, and we're going to have to go with a party that has a semblance of moving this current administration. Because if they are positioned, if the Trumpsters are positioned to bring this man back in 2020, you and I, Alpha. Personally, it will have no consequences whatsoever. But to our grandchildren, to our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, and to and 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 to the institutions and the institutional ideology for which I have spent my entire adult life, it will collapse. And in collapsing, it will fail the majority of black people in this country, and their survival will be at risk. Their political, cultural, economic survival will be at risk. I am not going to argue what went wrong. With the Obama administration, I am not going to argue what went wrong with the Trump, with the Bush administration. I am just looking now at where we stand, and if we continue in this path, where we're going to end up. So here's my my solution. Here's something that I'm constructing in my head, Alpha, and that is that we have got to go back and look at the movements that have worked, raise our issues to get people's attention to the point that they are willing to make change. And I call it, we've got to Fannie Lou Hamer, the Democratic Party. Because as you always say, and the political reality is, the place of negotiation and any compromise that we make, the only place we have is the Democratic Party today. That's the reality. And for us to talk other bullshit, we're just deluding ourselves. Just as we deluded ourselves that we could go up against the Hillary Clinton Democratic Party machine and win. Did we win? No, we did not. We not only didn't win, and we only did not, and we on, and, and it's not that we lost. It is that we lost big time. So we've got to be of the mind of the Mississippi Freedom Caucus of the Democratic Party. 
and that is that we've got to show up, we've got to shut it down, and we've got to show out. Well, two out of three ain't bad, because you know they're not going to shut it down. You know, you know that they will cave. They will cave to the pressure of repetitive nauseating lies coming from the Republican side. I'm, well, I'm they just have stunned to understand that so many that they have a but but Alpha, they have to understand if they cave, they have a lot to lose. And and if they cave, we don't have anything to lose because we are where well, we are. I'm telling you, like I said, I'm done. If 2018 doesn't at least bring us back to house, at least bring us back to house. Yeah, and I want to tell Jay, I want to tell Jay, don't be calling up no radio show talking shit to me. And the other thing I want to say, and I promised them that I would say it, y'all don't never, ever, ever use Priceline.com. Just don't do it. Uh, uh, right now, I don't have the girl from if the them music mo- to play. If them mofos don't give me say, my money, I'm going to be tweeting and Facebooking them till the end of time. I don't have the, the uh, girl from Ipanema music to play and says, the Alpha Show does not uh, recommend or do we condone? I can, I can do that for you real quick. I can do that for you. <laughs> I can do oh that real goodness. quick, Alpha. Just <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, say you're a little um, peeved at, 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 at what is it, Priceline? To say you're a little peeved at Priceline. Never ever. Is, 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 a little, is an understatement. They are rip off artists. Took my damn money, and I don't. And I still got an airline ticket I can't use, and a car rental for a week I can't use. But they won't give me my money back. <sighs> I'll talk to you later, Alpha. Thanks, Otis. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you for you. And and Alpha, please tell the people you're playing a a, a promo for uh, India Declare Show, the I Declare Show, and her show is at ten o'clock on Friday night. I can't help it if the information I got is bad. You know, facts emerge, facts evolve, which I can only give you the. Does that sound like the a truth, Trump lawyer to the, you? The truth, the, that, the Toothworks <laughs> Network uh, computer is. Um, I'm gonna see if I can't get my new computer ticked to work on it. It ain't like it ain't like you got anything else to do, Miss Retiree. Uh, and um, I'm basically strutting around the house in my pajamas every morning. It's, it's, it's not it's like still, you're committed. It's, it's still <laughs> like there are not enough hours in the day. Talk oh, to you later, Alpha. Good night, everyone. All Have right, a good thanks Sunday. a lot, Janice. Take care, Janice. Thank you for your call. Uh, let me see it. And let me see it in unequivocal. <laughs> I love to murder that word. And let there be no doubt. Let there be no doubt. The critics of the Democratic Party, this is the only hope we have. Now, how is it that I plan to change the leadership? I'm not. 
I have absolutely no power whatsoever. The sound of my voice is all that I carry with me to weaponize this. The realization of people who vote is the honesty that there are more of us who don't vote. The reality that people, the apathy is so deep. The apathy seems to swallow everything else up. If you don't understand, please try to do so. If you don't know, please educate yourself. If you don't care, get the hell out of the way. And if all you like to do is to hear yourself talk, please continue to do so. But this is the last gasp for not just the progressive agenda, but for democracy in and of itself. Until next week, people. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Mother, 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 everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call the sweet where I hang on.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.